Hey everybody, this is 80s wrestling fan Brian. This is another uh, legendary wrestling figure show. So today I just wanted to do a quick uh, solo topic uh, kind of driven show with a cool thing I saw on Twitter, which was uh, uh, people were asking Hogan's best rival, uh, Carlos Estrada, and uh, he wanted to know if the Ultimate Warrior isn't available, is Hulk Hogan's uh, who is Hulk Hogan's greatest rival? Uh, he's at Twitter. He's um, he's at uh, C to the Los seventy seven at C letter C uh, T O T H E the L O S seventy seven. So um, I actually retweeted this with a quote and a picture of four figures that were uh, Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, um, Andre the Giant, and Randy Savage. Uh, so to me, I could argue for any of those four to be the uh, uh, the ultimate uh, uh, Hulk Hogan greatest rival, and I could argue all of them above uh, Ultimate Warrior uh, for my uh, for my opinion. So uh, I'm just going to spend about 60 seconds on each one on pro and con, and I'll just go from left to right. So. The way I lined them up are Roddy Piper and his Panther shirt, so I'll start there. Roddy Piper is the greatest rival that Hulk Hogan has ever had. He was the uh, main threat both on the cartoon Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, the first WrestleMania, the Wrestling Classic, the you know the war to get settle the score. Um, when wrestling got to the highest heights it had, it had ever been before as far as a national scale and what the WWF foundational blocks were built on were Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper, the connection to rock and wrestling and MTV, uh, WrestleMania 1, which everything was gambled on. Uh, Roddy Piper, without a doubt, the greatest rival that Hulk Hogan has ever had. Roddy wouldn't lay his shoulders down for him. Uh, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with him in the ring, even though he was a smaller guy. He was the bulldog in those matches, even though they only fought, I believe, around 26 times in their career, and it could be off. Uh, as far as singles matches, uh, these two, as rivals, there's nobody that rivaled Hulk more for attention and uh, intensity than uh uh, Roddy Piper. All right, so 60 seconds. I uh, probably went a little bit over, but now I will uh, go on to the next guy as far as a positive argument. I'll circle back for the negatives if I even decide to do them at all. But uh, if we go uh, one one over on the scale there, you'll see uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Warndorf. So I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Wonderful next. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff is the greatest rival that Hulk Hogan has ever had. This guy was fighting Hulk in his first title reign uh, before WrestleMania. He was basically uh, the the top prodigy or top uh, guy that uh, Roddy Piper was given to manage when he first came to the company in early 84, right after, uh, right at the same time that Hulk uh, won the title, Roddy Piper arrived, started up Piper's Pit, and began his career ma managing uh, Paul Orndorff and David Schultz. So Paul Orndorff got to face Hogan a bit. He then main evented the first WrestleMania. I mean, this was the muscle man in that match, the dangerous opponent that could threaten anybody with, uh, with his uh, violence in the ring. That's Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Then the greatest feud 
ever, the breakup in 1986, my personal favorite at least. I, there's plenty of people that will uh, have their greatest. But to me, that feud in 1986 where he and Hulk uh, split up and he and they were facing Stud and Bundy and, and Orndorff turned on him at the end of the match, raised his hands in victory, gave him that clothesline, gave him the pile driver. He, uh, he feuded with Hulk around the country for in the neighborhood of six, seven months, selling out, uh, I believe they faced each other around 46 times during that time. And you honestly thought that Paul Orndorff could win the title. So uh, Paul Orndorff, uh, greatest rival and threat uh, that anybody has ever been to Hulk Hogan. That one summer of feuding is what makes him his greatest rival. Hulk hadn't uh, asserted his dominance to that point yet. Um, but with Paul Orndorff, Hulk, uh, he was able to overcome even that cage match finish where arguably Paul hit the floor first. All right, so I probably doubled my time there, which uh, wasn't intentional. It was just something I felt passionately about, had to go off on. So next up will be Andre the Giant, and uh, I'll start there. Andre the Giant is the greatest rival that Hulk Hogan has ever had. Basically, these two faced off in 1980 at the uh, third showdown at Shea. There was one in 72, one in 76, and in 1980, these guys were the second to the top match. Only uh, Bruno Sammartino and Larry Sabisco were above them. So they started there. The referee uh, basically got injured. A new ref came in, and, and has he counted down th the three count in their biggest match uh, that's that's out there that you can find? Uh, Hogan kicked out. He was kicking out at the count two and he totally was out before that three came down but the, the replacement ref made a quick count Andre won the match fast forward to 1987 now Andre is the uh, heel Hogan is the baby face because Andre has just bopped, dropped the bombshell on the biggest Piper's Pit uh, series ever that uh, he wants to world championship and uh, ripped the cross off of Hogan's chest. And uh, at this point, um, we're seeing something we've never seen as fans, which is uh, the unbeatable to us on WWF uh, television, Andre the Giant, uh, actually challenging Hulk Hogan with uh, Bobby Heenan by his side and uh, Jesse Ventura and Roddy Piper, two of the greatest talkers ever, egging them on. Uh, not only do they headline the biggest event uh, in the history of wrestling in the United States, WrestleMania three, and my own personal favorite, even after all these uh, of 37 more uh, WrestleManias that we're about to be upon when we get to number 40. So uh, biggest event of all time. And trust me, if you were watching it at that time, that match, uh, it was something to behold. You, you know, you thought right off the bat, Andre might have won the belt. Uh, he didn't. Um, but that threat, you, you honestly... You didn't know. I mean, it was possible that Andre could beat Hogan. He just was the sole survivor at the Survivor Series, um, you know, six months after that. So, you know, they were still pushing him, and it made it appear as though when they were going to face off again on uh, February 5th, 1988, you just, you never knew because, uh, you know, Hogan had that first run. He had the... Uh, uh, loss at Survivor Series. So these guys didn't, they weren't battling 46 times like Hogan and Orndorff or uh, uh, 20 times like uh, Hogan and Piper with uh, neither one coming out uh, with pinfall victories in those matches. But Hogan Andre was bigger than anything you'd seen. 
in anything you felt you ever would see at that point. So I can tell you if you were there, it, it's hard to criticize the match as boring because uh, it was something to behold. Um, that Andre won it back from Hulk, um, or won the belt from Hulk with the Crooked Referee scandal. That's one of the greatest stories ever told. 30 million people on TV. So now we've got the biggest crowd in the U.S. ever and the biggest TV audience ever watching Andre Hulk. So it's it's hard to argue that anything was a bigger rival than uh, than Andre the Giant drawing so much attention to the res- wrestling business in 87, 88. Um, <clears throat> biggest live event, biggest television event. So... Uh, Andre the Giant, greatest rival Hulk's ever had. All right, again, I went over. It's uh, uh, it's tough not to a little bit here. So um, now I'm going to circle around to the end here, and we'll get to uh, the most popular po- choice, it seems, on uh, on on Twitter uh, so far, which is uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage. The Macho Man Randy Savage is the greatest rival Hulk Hogan has ever had. Uh, Randy came into the WWF in 1985. Hulk had been on top for basically a year and six months or so. When uh, Five, six months. When Randy arrived and uh, the wrestling world in the WWF took notice. Not only did they take notice because of Randy, but uh, the Elizabeth factor was something we'd never seen before in WWF. So young fans and fans that didn't get other brands of wrestling, it was such a huge thing to see Randy Savage and Elizabeth come to the Federation for so many people. I arrived a little bit late in 86, but... Uh, but that pairing is uh, as attention-getting as it gets. Um, they draw so many eyes to the WWF TV screens. So Randy fought Hogan and had the Hulk Who sh- shirts on in 85. He gave him the best singles main event match in the first five WrestleManias for sure when, uh, when they culminated their Mega Powers feud where you got this amazing pairing of the two best guys in WWF and... Uh, and then, unfortunately, Hogan had the lust in his eyes, yeah. And uh, and Hulk uh, uh, became the baby face uh, somehow, even though he was the one with the lust in his eyes. And, and so when I saw Randy Savage uh, going up against Hulk as the main event of WrestleMania V, uh, I actually was in Randy Savage's corner. He's one of the two... Uh, most favorite wrestlers I have. So there's there's him and Roddy, I'll be honest here, and you probably already know it anyway. But uh, Randy is a performer, second to none. Uh, that match in WrestleMania five, where he had the uh, the injury to his elbow, elbow uh, and it was all bandaged up, and he wrestled anyway. That was a wonderful match and the favorite match of uh, quite a few people out there. Um, it's just something where nobody for longer or more uh, uh, exciting matches uh, as far as the match quality. None of these other four, even though they, you know, other three that we're talking about, even though they rivaled uh, uh, Hulk and uh, uh, Randy as far as attention getting, uh, Orndorff's matches were intense and they were they were great, but, but Randy is uh, the better, um, well, the better, better storyteller in the ring 
with Hogan of those other three opponents. Opponents. I mean, Roddy and Hulk would would throw punches fiercely, and it was all excitement, and the crowd was going nuts. But uh, if you're looking for a little more wrestling clinic and a uh, a better match, then you'd probably rather see Hulk and Randy uh, instead of just pure pandemonium. They were uh, they were working in there, and and uh, and Randy, you know, he can't be outworked as as far as I'm concerned. He's my favorite guy to watch in the ring. So Randy Savage, greatest ever opponent of Hulk Hogan. All right, so. Uh, that's the reasons why all of these guys could be argued that they're the greatest. Um, if I was going to tear any of them down, uh, I have—I don't think I will. I think I'll just stick with the positive and say whichever argument you like best out of those, go with it. Um, if you just wanted to hear me rant on uh, some old 80s wrestling stuff, then you got some of that, and I had a good time and, and got to think of some cool stuff on the fly here. So... Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to me talk about the greatest rivals uh, in Hulk Hogan's career and why I could argue that uh, Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, Andre the Giant, and Randy Savage, I could argue each of those four being the greatest ever, and I could uh, could convince myself. Um, As far as my... uh, uh, my choice today, as I'm recording this, if I have to pick one greatest rival hmm I gotta think more on it I want to give a quick thank you to all the guests that have been on the show um, it's been super fun to uh, hear all the stories of such great people so I, I want to just uh, shout them out real quick Jumping Jay from 80's Wrestling the Podcast I've been uh, talking to Jay off and on since October of 2021 as I've been a weekly guest on uh 80s Wrestling the Podcast with Jumping Jay and Tommy Fierro. Uh, that's been that's been amazing. Thanks so much for the opportunity uh, that you guys have given me to talk to a couple different, a uh, couple dozen uh, wrestlers or people associated with wrestling, and also especially for just uh, talking with you and Tommy about uh, my favorite era in wrestling. Uh, Drew Vensel from uh, pulling up a chair, or sorry. Uh, Tim from Pulling Up a Chair, Drew Vensel from Tales from the Estate. So uh, uh, Drew, uh, second guest on here that I've had and uh, amazing host of his own show, super entertaining guy. And uh, and I actually bought uh, the first LJNs I ended up painting from Drew um, about uh, oh, towards the end of last year, beginning of this year. So I, I appreciate Drew in, uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, Tim from pulling up a chair, uh, amazing new guy that I've, uh, gotten to be friend. He's, uh, out here in California, a little South of me, but, uh, about the same age and, uh, and a lot of the same wrestling memories. And he's, uh, he's got a, uh, a, a podcast he's been doing for a few years. Um, and he's, I, I got to be a guest on one of his, uh, one of his new episodes. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't done an episode for a while and I'm really, really honored to be a guest on the new show. Um, same show as always it's called pulling up a chair there are about two dozen of them you can find so check it out uh, tim's a, a great host and a great wrestling fan and a great person um eric my best friend since kindergarten uh eric's been a fan since 1986 he's been watching all these years so uh aside from being my best friend i i really appreciate his knowledge of of wrestling as well 
um, Totowa Tom out in New Jersey, Totowa, New Jersey. Uh, this is the, uh, a super fan that's been watching most of the time since, uh, right around the time Sheik won the title and he's, uh, got a little bit different perspective, uh, which is awesome to hear. He's a few years older than me. So he experienced all, uh, all this different wrestling history, uh, at a little older age than I did and has a really cool perspective on it. And he's also a huge, uh, modern day fan as well. So great stories from, from Toto to Tom, um, Brian Breaker, the host of TV toy cast and also the host of, uh, Saturday morning rumble wheel. Um, he's a, a great podcaster, but he's also a, a pro wrestler. So he's got, uh, he's been to the Harley race school of wrestling. He's, uh, he's been, uh, up at, uh, the WWE level and, uh, and, and been a part of, uh, the big show. So, uh, really cool talking with Brian. Um, Mark Halverson up in Canada, a uh, guy that uh, gave me some advice on starting to, t- to paint the LJNs, a uh, longtime fan, grew up in the uh, Stampede era of uh, Calgary wrestling. So really cool stories from Mark as well. Um, and uh, uh, let's see here, I, Evan Ginsberg, the associate producer of The Wrestler and the associate producer of 350 Days. Um, endless stories from Evan. He's been a wrestling fan for over 50 years and he's just a wonderful storyteller. So, uh, the episodes are a little longer with Evan. We just go, we go a full hour, but we knock out three figures during that hour and Evan has some, uh, amazing stories. So I encourage you to listen to every episode from, uh, each and every one of these guys. They're all excellent guests and wrestling fans. And I, I truly appreciate all of them. And I appreciate all the listeners out there that are, uh, uh, tuning in and, and listening to some great stories and listening to me talk about my favorite time in wrestling uh, from legendary wrestling figures this is 80s wrestling fan Brian I, I just want to say thank you again and take care <laughs>